Weirdos. Oh my gosh. You will not believe it, but we are here to present you with a bonus episode. Bonus episode! <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part is that you guys didn't get to see him running around our house here like a crazy person. I know. Now I'm out of breath and stuff. <laughs> you did your cardio for the day. Jeez, I got like... 13 steps and we're done. <laughs> well, yeah, so hello, weirdos. Uh, I'm Heather. I'm Josh. And, of course, this is Baronormal. Um, so, yeah, we decided to provide you all with a bonus episode because we had the coolest thing freaking happen. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, I thought you were going to tell. No, you tell. I'm, okay. li- I'm listening to you. All right. So, I don't know if you remember us talking about Boulder City and how we couldn't ever find any ghostly things out because it was real tight-lipped. And then we got super excited in another episode because there was a haunted Boulder City tour. Well, guess what? We found the haunted stuff. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't find any haunted stuff. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> we uh, we were able to talk to... A haunted the- guy. Oh, my gosh. I don't, is he haunted? I don't think he's really haunted. He's I don't actually, think you guys should be listening. Super nice. Okay, listen, weirdos. Please don't listen to Josh right now. He's very excited. <laughs> but so am I. Just kidding. No. Anyway, getting to the point, we were able to talk to the tour guide for Haunted Boulder City, Nick Weird. Nick Weird, man. Nick Weird. So that's the bonus episode. Every one of you will be able to listen to. He's a cool dude, and. There are plenty of dates still left over um, to attend this event. If you're interested, we'll talk about it after the episode. But yeah, listen and enjoy, weirdos. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) Hey, you got audio? Let's see. Yes, I do. There we go. I like the. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Thank you so much, by the way, for doing this with us. We are really stupid excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited myself. I've never gotten the opportunity to be on a podcast before, so I'm just happy that you'd have me. Yeah. So, if you want, I want to just like get into you. I'm really intrigued because I I did see that you also do tours. Um, like in Vegas, you do like ghost yep. tours and stuff. So yeah, tell tell us a little about yourself. How are you connected to Boulder City and Las Vegas? Well, uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, so uh, I've been here my whole life, and I, I've had a lot of interesting experiences here. Uh, growing up, we used to head up to the dam, so we'd stop off in Boulder City, yeah. and it always kind of captured my imagination because it, it's such a beautiful small town, and it has this amazing array of statues made by all the artisans there and there was always this feeling of something that was unspoken in that town so the opportunity to do what we're doing here has really been awesome for me yeah yeah i agree with the with you saying it's been unspoken because we've gone to boulder city for a long time both of us have lived out here for over 20 years Mm -hmm. and uh, i love boulder city i love going there i love walking down the down the main street and everything but there's always like something like hey Something else is here. There's something going on, but nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, and I think that's a lot of uh, Nevada for that matter. And we're finally starting to get away from that. You know, Vegas was named one of the most haunted cities in America not so long ago. 
Mm-hmm. So I think we're starting to break down that barrier. Yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, we're such a big tourist place. They didn't want to scare people off, but now it's becoming yeah. more popular. So we can talk. Yeah. About the, ha- the haunting is more popular and people actually go for the haunts now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, why not embrace it? And I think with, uh, with Boulder, Boulder city, um, you guys have Tom Devlin down the street. So that that's right. I think helps to enhance like, Hey, people are coming here for this. Let's see what else they want to experience, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And mm-hmm. Tom Devlin's is an amazing place. I mean, w- the whole thing is the second I walked in, all I could think of was the house of a thousand corpses. Yes, absolutely. It, it just seems like these types of attractions always end up in these small towns out in the middle of nowhere. And it builds right. an amazing atmosphere. Oh yeah. We've been in there several times and, and every time we've gone in there, we've talked to Tom. He's, he's always so nice. there. He's yeah. just, he's so approachable and he tells you everything and you can talk to Tom for hours. Absolutely. And he'll just sit there and talk to you for hours. Yeah. It's great. And he's got stories aplenty, so he never runs out of something new to tell you, which is just yeah. amazing. Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think with him arriving and then with with you guys coming out and starting to do the haunted tours and then the Boulder Hotel saying, hey, we're going to start embracing it a little bit now. Um, I think it's going to bring a whole new attraction to the town. Totally. I do think so. I do think so. We've uh, gotten to run a couple of tours now, uh, and they were both completely booked out. And it seems like uh, the guests are really enjoying it. And I'm hoping that is going to bring some more uh, people into Boulder City in general, because even though it is a small place, it really is someplace you can spend a good deal of time exploring. Oh, absolutely. But the park up the street, we go in that park all the time, just hang out. We just love that park. Yeah, it's great. And I was actually going to ask you, but you just mentioned it. I know that you guys just had your first um, tour. Uh, I think on Friday was the first day. So I was curious how that, that went and you said it was booked out. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, we got to have a, a real special experience over at Jewelry by Charlie's uh, okay. where they brought in everybody and uh, we did a cleansing ritual with them uh, using wow. Sage. They uh, had some drums for us and, and some chants that uh, helped to make sure that what's going home with you is nothing more than the spirits you brought your good fortune and lady luck, of course. Right, right, yeah. That's great. I love that you guys do that too, because, you know, a lot of times when when you see certain paranormal groups that go out, they don't necessarily take care to protect themselves like that. And it's, you got to consider that too. You could be getting involved in something dangerous. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So yeah, I like that you guys did that. We were just talking about that. We were, before we were watching or doing this, we were actually watching some old like uh, paranormal shows. And uh, we're just talking about, because they were speaking about, how they're going into some of these buildings and they're dangerous. And I'm like, that's some of the things that nobody ever considers. We've gone into some buildings that we've kind of fall through the floor. We've could have gotten pneumonia from all the just dust and debris and everything that's there. There's so many different dangers that nobody expects because they're always just focusing on the ghosts. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot more. We're in the middle of the desert in the middle of night and nowhere. There's a lot out there. (laughs) Absolutely. You twist your ankle, break a leg, and it's, it's a while to the next hospital. Absolutely. Uh, you know, out, out at Bonnie Springs, you know, I worked for them for three years and we had a lot of spiritual encounters out there. Uh, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one of the one of the craziest ones is I had a door explode. It's the only what? way I can explain it. So um, inside our old wax that. museum. Yeah, absolutely. So inside the old wax museum, we had a swing and saloon door, the kind that you'll see in all the old Westerns, you know, the wooden slats in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm given a tour and the side of the door breaks off just like that. And all the slats on the inside shot out in different directions, went five or six feet. Nobody wow. got hit with anything, thankfully, but uh, I've never seen anything like it. And we've never been able to recreate it. Wow. 
Yeah, I've actually heard that Bonnie Springs had a ton of stuff there. So I'm sure if you were there for years, you had quite a few oh, experiences. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So and, under... uh, of course, we used to. Sorry. Oh, go go ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear from you. <laughs> so so we also had uh, a haunted house that we ran out there for years and years as well. Okay. And um, the same people that uh, ran that haunted house out there still run some haunted houses today more out in the direction of Boulder City and uh, the desert out in that area. But okay. uh, you would get some interesting reports around that time as well. And that was another time where I had a very bizarre experience. There was a, uh, a path that we had that led out into the desert. And there was an archway of uh, branches that we had out there. As I'm walking towards this archway, a car passes in front of me. The light shines right in through that archway and it picks up the silhouette of a man. He had to be at least six foot five or so. And as I'm looking at him, I felt a pressure on my chest and I Ooh. saw him sweep his hand down to his side. Like he was putting his hand on his gun. And I said, Mr. Mr. <laughs> through, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I never walked through there again after that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's spooky. That is. Oh my God. I got chills. <laughs> That's really That's scary. scary. That's interesting. So, um, what, what got you into doing all this, all the paranormal stuff? What brought you into this realm of, uh, existence? So, uh, it's an interesting question. You know, I, I grew up watching some of the shows on the discovery channel and the travel channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the first houses I lived in had some spirits in it as well. We would have, uh, the fans coming on on their own. You'd smell, uh, men's cologne and cigar smoke from time wow. to time. Mm -hmm. And the most uh, interesting thing happened as we were moving out. Uh, we had just moved out everything and we were grabbing the last couple of boxes. Me and my mother walked out. And as we crossed the threshold, a man's voice came from inside and said, goodbye. Ooh. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I get the chills. Right? Like, they, they're like, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah. We've experienced you, stuff like that, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. You can experience that type of thing just about anywhere. It is amazing the amount of spiritual energy, particularly in the area of Nevada. Yeah, I think uh, perhaps all of the uh, uh, very electrically conductive metals in the ground combined with this dry air, you get a lot of electrostatic yep. energy. So yeah, well, maybe that'll help them. I, th I think there isn't there a lot of limestone out in Boulder City too? Isn't there a uh, limestone yep. in the hills and everything? I do believe so. So that would that would also be a conduit to yeah. or believed to be a conduit, and then you've got all the water there too. Yeah, I'm like so. it's near water. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean it's, even though we're in drought, but it's near water. <laughs> it's the perfect recipe for where it's at, and then the yeah. history behind it. You know, you've got so oh. many things that have happened. I know there. all that yeah. human drama. It seeps into the stone, into the into the land, yes. and it's got to replay it. That energy has to come out somewhere. Right. Right. Absolutely. So um, do you want to talk about any history with Boulder City? Because I know you have some knowledge with that. And it's it's interesting. Um, I, I just love history in general, whether haunted or not. So yeah, if you, if you have real. some history, I'd love to hear that from you. Absolutely. There are some interesting things. Um, I suppose, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with the dam itself, because that was a really, really big deal. So of course, the town got set up to house all the... Uh, the men that would be working on that mine, or, or not the mine, I'm sorry, the dam. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I say mine because before they had the dam built, they had to blast out the rocks. That took a period of two years to clear all the sides of the canyons to make it so they could build that. Okay. And they had to dig out uh, the bottoms to build the foundation, wow. which was built with interlocking pillars. 
But what's really neat is they ended up building the concrete plant right there and they used all the rocks that they blasted out to help construct that so they could make one even and consistent type of concrete. Okay. They also built a still mill, uh, steel uh, mill out there as well because the types of plates they needed to make the pipe work out there were so large, you could not ship them by train. Wow. And they would take three of these massive plates, bend them, and electrically weld them together. Wow. And they would run test batches and uh, test those for pressure. And if, if they failed, that was cause for that entire batch to be dismissed. Wow. And they had to remake everything. Wow, that's crazy. But uh, I think one of the most interesting stories, you see, uh, the first death that happened in relation to the construction of that uh, dam was uh, John Gregory Tyranny. Mm -hmm. uh, he fell into the Colorado River. They never found his body. And his son ended up working on the dam project as well at one point. Wow. He would fall from uh, one of the electrical pillars down mm -hmm. into the Colorado. And he was actually the final death that was officially wow. recorded. So you have wow. this bookend of this tyranny family on either end of the dam's construction. Wow. wow. That's really, that's, that's haunting in of itself just right. the, just the story of it you know that's interesting so it, it is a very historically rich area and a lot of the buildings that were constructed there were the first of their kind in the area you had mm -hmm. the boulder dam theater which was constructed in uh 32 and that was the largest theater that had been built in nevada at the time by oh, wow. a, a considerable amount so that would have drawn people in from quite a ways. Oh yeah. You know, you know what's crazy about that, and, and you just brought up that it was built in the 30s. What other buildings can you say in Las Vegas or in the surrounding area <laughs> that were built in the 30s that are still, still standing? standing? Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Unfortunately, we tend to blast them out when they get old and build something new on top of it. Yeah. I know that was uh, the case for the Aladdin, and I was terribly sad to see it go. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I mean, you kind of already talked about this, but if you have like in specific haunted areas, maybe have you had like paranormal experiences in Las Vegas or Boulder City that are kind of well known? Um, or is it just like more home stuff like at, at your homes that you've had experiences? A lot of the experience I've had have been personal. Um, there's been a few instances where I've had people with me that you might know. Uh, Angry Joe Tasso uh, was with me for a few experiences that I've had here in town. Uh, as a matter of fact, up at Bonnie Springs, we had another incident in the Wax Museum where uh, me and another worker at the time uh, heard footsteps in the back of the museum as we were closing up. So me and him split directions, went around. There was nobody inside the building. And Joe Tasso came in and helped us really search thoroughly and, and do a lot of testing. He went up on the roof. We went up underneath the floorboards. He was knocking mm -hmm. the boards from below to see if that could have made the sound just in yeah. case something was under there. And uh, we were able to determine the area that that sound was coming from was over by a wax figure of uh, Father Francisco Garcia's. Now, this wow. was the same wax figure that Joe Tasso originally noticed moving around the wax museum and is what inspired him to start investigating which eventually wow. led to zach bagans and his crew coming out to investigate yeah wow. wow that's interesting that is interesting we actually have some ties with zach bagans one of our one of our good friends was actually on his one of his first shows yeah yeah out at, out at the goldfield hotel mm -hmm. absolutely 
Absolutely. So, yeah. It's interesting how small this uh, paranormal community can be sometimes. It's very broad at the same time. So We were just talking about that because it, it's like a lot of the, the shows or the investigations, it's a lot of the same people over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize it until you just go back and start watching. I'm like, oh, no, these are all the same guys. It's yeah. just they're showing up in different areas. Yeah. You know, it, it is a small group of people. I mean, I we've investigated a lot of places that have been investigated by like you know zach and and uh, uh taps and everywhere else i mean we've been to places like that it's just it's interesting you know it is you're right it's yeah. the same people <laughs> but i at the same time i think that brings a lot of charm to it because yeah like you mentioned when you go and investigate these places you are walking in the footsteps of these uh legendary ghost hunters who have come before you Right. And it gives you the opportunity to really test it out for yourself and see if you can have the same experiences or possibly even build on the experiences that they had while they were out there. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. 100%. That's amazing. So one of the things I noticed um, when we were kind of like uh, trying to research like for this interview uh, podcast and, and even prior to that, because we all, we're always looking for haunted stuff, Boulder City has not always been the most inviting to the paranormal world. And it's been very hard to find things. And now we're starting to see things. And it's, it's kind of interesting. Is that because of you? And, you know, where can we find stuff like that? Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's because of us. Uh, what I believe is that it's a very small community. And people have been very quiet about this in the past because they want to maintain their privacy. And that's very understandable. And I, I do hope that if anybody heads out there that uh, if someone asks you not to speak about it, that you would respect them because that is a, a big deal for a lot of people. And I imagine that part of what it is, is with uh, the internet becoming more and more prevalent, it's easier to be anonymous when you're talking about these things. It's easier to say, hey, look, I've had this experience and maybe it's not me personally that had mm -hmm. this experience, but I can say that. Right. Um, at least that is my take on it, because I do know they had some bad experiences at one point with uh, an investigator that was out there and that that kind of soured the mood for a while. And I, I won't name any names just out of respect to everybody. Yeah, that makes sense, though, if they had a bad experience that they wouldn't want to continue it. Yeah. And, you're, you know, that, that's part of the things we talk about a lot of times, too, is when you have investigators that are going out there and they're, they're not the most honest or they're maybe nefarious or they're just looking for something to get everybody excited about that discounts the validity to what we're actually doing, you know, and, and that's frustrating when you, when you see those people go out there and they're, they're catching stuff every single time. You're like, okay, I've been on hundreds of these. You don't catch it every time. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, and, A lot and, of it's sitting and waiting. <laughs> yeah. And you can go to somewhere, you know, is haunted 100% haunted and you've had experiences there before. And the next time you don't have any experiences mm -hmm. at all. Exactly. You know, right. It just depends. It feels like everything in the world has to align for it to, to, to work. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and, you know, the spirit on the other end has to be willing to make itself known to you, which is a big part of it. Right. And uh, another thing that I think gets forgotten a lot is we see a lot of investigations taking place at night for a variety of reasons. One of those being right. that it's quieter. It's easier to eliminate any of the outside sounds so that you don't have that problem. But a lot of the spiritual activity that I've experienced personally has happened during the daytime when I'm just going about my you. regular activities. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Um, and just kind of going along the lines with that, there was times where 
we've investigated investigated Goldfield at the hotel, and three four in the afternoon stuff is happening, broad daylight. We're Absolutely. seeing things thrown. We're finding things. We're we're getting EVPs. We're we're literally seeing things, and it's broad daylight. Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense too. I mean, you think about it. That's just a person that happens to be in another state than we are in. Right. So they would be operating at the same times that we would be operating normally. I, I don't know about you. I'm not uh, rattling chains at 12 o'clock at night <laughs> most of the time. Well, the other day I was walking down the, the, the neighborhood and I was rattling chains and I had a bell. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. sometimes you got to have fun. You got to let people know that the spirit is alive and well, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. You got to make people wonder what's going on with the world anymore. Exactly. So, Ask questions. It's important. Yeah. Exactly. So would you be open to sharing a couple more of your experiences? Cause I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. Cause you don't, as at least for us, you don't necessarily get into this field unless you've had something that made you go, what the heck was that? There's always that. Yeah. yeah there's always that catalyst that gets you into this, you know, yeah. like what started you? I really do think uh, my experience uh, with my first uh, house with my parents, that that was the big catalyst that really got me interested. But I've had a lot of other experiences along the way. A lot of them were at Bonnie Springs because I did spend a long time there. Okay. Uh, another one that I can share from there is we had a merry-go-round that was right next to our old saloon and a schoolhouse that we brought in from another uh, ghost town. So one day I'm closing up and I hear the kids playing over on the merry-go-round, but you know, they, they've got to go. We're closing up for the night. So I head down, no kids, but here's the merry-go-round spinning just as fast as you want. And for some reason, I got it in my head that I wanted to stop the merry-go-round. So I started walking towards it. And as I got closer, the merry-go-round stopped and spun the other way. So I stopped and I spun the other way <laughs> and I said, Hey, have a nice night. It's none of my business. Have fun. <laughs> those old school merry-go-rounds that's like handheld that you just swing around with the kit oh my god exactly that's right really we we also crazy. had uh a, a lot of weird problems out there from time to time uh the locks for whatever reason uh would not open sometimes for me and for some of the other workers but there was one person who could always open the lock first time every single time you could be working on the same lock, pass off the keys to somebody else. They could try the lock. It wouldn't open. Joe would walk up, open immediately. I've also seen a lock in his hand slide open and flip. What? Wow. 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 So I think the spirits around Bonnie Springs had a, a bit of a connection with Joe. And, yeah, it sounds, uh, like, it sounds yeah. like he he's definitely they're attracted to him for some reason right and or they feel comfortable with him absolutely uh there was even one instance uh in our opera house up there when uh, a spirit identified joe and said that joe killed him <gasps> what yeah and <laughs> and it's very interesting because i think joe had a a bit more of a connection to that area than we may be aware of because there was a piece of art commission to to be put in front of bonnie springs and this was before joe had ever arrived and it was a cowboy and this cowboy looked exactly like joe i mean oh. dead ringer 100 percent oh, wow. the doppelganger Ooh, yeah it, it was wild so but the fact that he resembles somebody from back around that time maybe that's the connection you know sometimes spirits like if they feel that something is familiar, 
they're more apt to present themselves, you know, Precisely. Maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. You know, you always look at those old photos of people and you see these pictures and you're like, this person looks like somebody I know mm -hmm. 300 years ago, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, so maybe that's what it is. You just, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Maybe he has a lineage there. Who knows? And it's interesting to speculate on. I, I think that's the most fun about uh, this line of work is at the end of the day, we are pursuing an endless mystery, something that yeah. we will never really be able to have a definitive answer. And that lets us ask so many questions, which makes every day a very interesting one, at least for me. Yeah, <laughs> makes it way more fun when, you, when you're going, okay, this could literally be anything. And then you try to rule all those things out. That's, yeah. that's what we like to do when we're doing our investigations is rule everything out before it's paranormal mm -hmm. and you know and yes we always have uh somebody with us that tends to be a skeptic whether it's our son or you know my brother-in-law or something like that but we always like to have that skeptic there because right. if we're getting in, immersed in it and we're going oh everything's haunted now you know it's like <laughs> no everything's not haunted <laughs> let's get the skeptics in here to say what's really going on you know right exactly right exactly right that's awesome so now the, the reason that we reached out and we talked about it briefly at the beginning, but you know, you guys have started a haunted um, ghost and UFO tour in Boulder City. So I was hoping, obviously with not, without giving much away, <laughs> because I still want people to go and go to this tour, but can, can you tell us a little what we might be able to expect on this tour? Absolutely. So uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the uh, spirits that are seen around there because th there are a few that you will see. Uh, there's an even one that you can see just right out in the streets. Oh. Um, we're we're going to speak a little bit about the UFO sightings that happen out there. Uh, we're going to delve into the first murder to occur in Boulder City, which is a very low crime area. So it's, it's right. very notable. Yeah, yeah um, it's very much a town where you look like you could leave your doors open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it has that classic old time feel. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I guess the best way to put it is it looks like it could be a part of a Hallmark movie. It really does. Yes. Totally. Classic Americana. 100%. Yeah, it looks like it's from the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other things that we're going to talk about there are uh, some, some of the odd coincidences. You see a lot of things happen in 37 out of that uh, particular town uh, and not to get too far into it but uh, a lot of the dramatic incidents there also happen to fall right around holidays which uh, huh. is kind of intriguing yeah do you ever figure out what the connection is there so i i'm not really sure it's one of those things if you start looking around you're going to see uh, numbers repeating when you look at these types of things from time to time and in this area, that number happens to be 37 for whatever reason. Uh, hmm. um, that's going to be repeated quite a few times, as a matter of fact. We do get to talk about uh, the Boulder Theater and the Boulder Dam Hotel, which is wonderful to speak about. Uh, we also like to talk about uh, some of the local businesses that I think are just excellent. Um, you know, obviously you have Tom Devlin's out there. Mm -hmm. really really do go and see that if you have the chance there's an amazing Absolutely. free museum inside the boulder dam hotel it is yeah. my favorite dam museum as a matter of I, fact i've been in there several times so and i love it times yeah. we walk through it all the time we mm -hmm. sometimes we just go in there just to get the feel of the hotel and, yeah. and all the stuff in boulder we just like to like just something we just want to be there you know mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're a very friendly uh, community out there. And I think yeah. anybody would feel welcomed if they went out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. You said feel welcomed. Have you ever had anybody have like 
Any kind of negative experiences out there? Well, uh, personally, I, I do know that that at times, particularly for the staff at the Boulder Dam Hotel, they they haven't particularly liked to speak about the hauntings out there, and and so that can be kind of a sore point. So mm -hmm. one of the things I, I'd like to emphasize a little bit is if you are heading out there they're maybe not the right people to be asking about these things because they'd prefer right. not to speak about them but <laughs> if you were to head down into the basement they they actually have a really nice speakeasy down there and the people there love to speak about it that's cleveland's okay. lounge if you ever get the I opportunity i don't think i did either that's cool <laughs> they even made us our own drink it's called the ghost i saw yes. that i was so excited like like it, your whole advertisement was just amazing and i saw at the bottom it's like before you go or after like try the ghosts and i just i think that's so cool yeah i i uh really have enjoyed that the community has uh, been helping us out quite a lot and uh, i can't wait to see more guests coming out and of course i'll be excited to see you guys in person absolutely well we'll uh see if we can get something together we'll all come up there and, and do a whole thing that'd be amazing yeah yeah, we could stop by Fox's Barbecue. They have amazing food out there. Oh, you Some of the best barbecue, barbecue in Nevada. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, even when you drive through the main street, like you can just smell all the, there's so many good restaurants it's, in Boulder City. Mm -hmm. So good. The, uh, the thing about Boulder City, when you drive down the, like the main street, it's like a Norman Rockwell painting. Mm -hmm. You know, it, yeah. It, yeah. it just, there's nothing else that it just looks like Norman Rockwell. It looks like it was manufactured mm -hmm. to be a specific way and just very quaint, you know? So cute. It's a beautiful little town. And, and uh, we, we get a, a little bit more into the history as well. And, and I'll, I'll give away a little bit on that. Uh, that area is the first planned city of the 20th century out there. So oh, that that is really. part of why it looks the way it does. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that a master was, plan community, kind of like the Del Webb communities, but it was one of the first of its kind. Yeah, it was uh, constructed specifically to house the workers that would be working on the dam, and so uh, this was a big point of pride for America at the point in time that it was being done, because it was the taming of this this natural resource here in mm -hmm. America, and it really did create just a huge boom out in the, the the whole southwest so it was a very big wow. deal that's interesting it sounds like it sounds amazing I, i'm so excited to get out there and do the tour and you know we, we've been involved with boulder city for a while we've gone out there we quite a bit we just went out like last month and yeah. walk, literally just walked to the town we'll just, just go we hang just, out in the park yeah, yeah we do that we'll just go out there it's just but no i can't i can't emphasize enough how excited i am for this tour mm -hmm. i just i like and the fact that you were willing to give us your time, like, this is just so exciting. Like, I know you're saying like, you're excited too, but like, I just want you to know, we are so excited yeah. for this and meeting you. You're very awesome. I want to know more. I yeah. want to actually sit down and like, hear more stories yeah. about you. <laughs> it's, I'm excited. Well, but... and I want to thank well, you honestly for doing, doing this and bringing this to our towns, you oh, know, yeah. this is amazing. Well, honestly, it really is my pleasure. This this is my passion. I love to speak about history and I love to share the strange and the bizarre because to me, it's very important that people have consideration for what's going on around them, not just what's happening in the past or in the future, mm -hmm. but the people that are right next to you. So right. if every day I can say that, uh, you know what, I got that guy's mind off of whatever was going on in his life for an hour or so yes. while we did our tour. That to me is worth everything we do. 
That's Absolutely. a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing yeah, to say. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Because that's that's literally all we've been doing is trying to keep our minds off of things. That's honestly why we started the podcast and mm-hmm. stuff, because we want to just focus on things we like and not the negativity that's around here, you know? So yeah, I love that. You are you are on our same wavelength. <laughs> yep. I'm happy to be uh, sharing the airwaves here with two like-minded people. Absolutely. Or I guess the internet waves. Right, the internet <laughs> waves. Yeah, however that works anymore in these days. Well, I can't wait to, to meet you in person, Nick. And I, I think this has uh, just been amazing. I, I do want to say, again, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thanks for bringing this to Boulder City. Thanks mm-hmm. for bringing the paranormal world to Boulder City and, and, and letting them embrace it. Um, I would love to see more of this stuff. I, you know, this has always been a passion of ours um, since we were children. We, we both have kind of haunted past in, in, yeah. for, since we were children. So um, bringing it to light and making it easily accessible for people to mm-hmm. understand and it's just it's a really cool thing that you're doing yeah well i i very much appreciate it and to echo something you were mentioning i i can't wait to meet you in person so that we can talk about some of the experiences you had because i don't really like talking about myself so much i much <laughs> right. rather hear what you've got going on yeah. well <laughs> when we come out there maybe we'll bring some gear with us too and even just little stuff and then uh just bring it and go live the whole time that'd be fun Absolutely. And, and actually, that reminds me of something else that we do on the tour that I love to share with you. Bring it up. Yes. So we are going to teach you how to turn your own body into a ghost sensing machine. Okay. Because not everybody can afford the type of equipment that we need. And even if you can, sometimes you don't have the time to bring it with you. Right. So having something that you can do to interact with the spirits without any of that is kind of nice to have. Absolutely. That's, that's intriguing. I'm that's curious intriguing, yeah. what, what that's going to be. Can you tell us any, like, without no, giving it no, away? No, I want a surprise. <laughs> Don't say anything. Well, yeah, I, I think for that, show. you're going to have to come out and see us. Well, there you go. Absolutely. All the listeners yeah. are going to have to come out to to see the, go on the tour and see them and, and see how, well, how do they get the tickets? Yeah. How can someone? Well, that's a great question. You see, you're going to hop on hauntedbouldercity.com. And uh, I believe right now tickets are $19.95 for adults and $12.95 for children. So nice. again, that's going to be hauntedbouldercity.com. Cool. Awesome. And you know, I saw too that they allow you to bring your dogs because it's outside the whole time. So I think that's cute. Like if mm-hmm. someone wants to go on the tour and bring their dogs, because you know, you gotta you can pay attention to your animals too. Dogs and cats tend to react to things. So absolutely. Who knows? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe bring your go sensing dog <laughs> absolutely and uh don't forget to take pictures oh yeah. your eyes can see lots of things but those cameras can capture so much right and something i always recommend take multiple pictures whenever you're taking a picture you might find that you captured something in one frame but not mm-hmm. in another and that is a great way to prove that what you have is not just an anomaly on the screen i agree with you on that um just to kind of piggyback off of that there is a succession of pictures I took at the Goldfield Hotel, and we've talked about this on our podcast. And for some reason, something told me I need to take this picture. And I look out, and we're in the basement of the Goldfield Hotel, pitch black. I'm like, I'm gonna take this picture because something I feel like something's on top of me. I take a picture, and it's just black. And I take another picture, and I'm a photographer, so I know what I'm doing. Um, I took what about five or six pictures, mm-hmm. and as I take the pictures, the black goes farther back until I can actually see a brick wall. So it was literally on top of me. Mm-hmm. 
And you can see the succession of pictures. It's, it's pretty intense how the black dissipates. Yeah, it starts to slowly go back. I'd love to see that uh, when we have a chance to meet, if you can bring that with you. I'd love yeah, to see absolutely. that. I'll put a bunch of stuff together. I'll put it on a file, I'll bring it with us so you can see it. And even some of our EVPs. Yeah, yeah. we. that's um, awesome. Yeah, we, thank you so much. We talk about Sorry. it on a podcast, but we did some dumb shit when we were younger. <laughs> so we have really, really good EVPs, but simply because we were being stupid. Dangerous, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, well, I suppose at some point or another, we have to kind of bridge that gap sometimes. So and hopefully and uh, yeah. it prepares yeah. you for the future, right? right. You've got exactly. to learn what's right and wrong somehow. That's not like there's a manual out there telling you how to do all this stuff. So Exactly right. So, so Nick, is there are there any um, like social media handles or anything you want to name off so, so people can follow you if they're interested in things you're doing? Uh, I, I really do wish that I, I did, but uh, as a matter of fact, I, I'm very much a, a private person when it comes to social media. I don't really spread out that far, but um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I, I do do some uh, uh, live role play online from time to time yeah. uh, with the Onyx Path and with McStaver Studios. Okay. So if you wanted to see somebody playing um, some more paranormal type games because that's usually what i find myself in nice. uh you can certainly join us over on those channels and uh they have regular content both of them that uh can be a lot of fun for people who miss maybe going out and playing D &D or, right. or vampire the masquerade or other games oh, like absolutely that, so. cool, okay sounds amazing awesome cool. well did you have any questions for us nick before we let you go uh, you know uh is there any questions that you guys don't get asked on a regular basis that you would love to answer? Ooh, that is a good question. Well, you know what? To be quite honest, we are so new. You're one of our very first interviews with the exception of our, my sister-in-law. Um, so we haven't had too many questions like that. I think just in general, um, the thing that I get asked the most is, aren't you ever scared of ghosts? And my answer always is, no, I'm scared of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is a good answer. Because I've had people do more harmful things to me than I've ever had ghosts. Now, that's not to say I have not had things happen to me harmfully. You know, I've had scratches. I've been pushed. I've been, I've had things thrown at me. Like I'm, crazy things that you wouldn't understand. Most, most people wouldn't understand. But still, I'm not afraid of the ghosts. I'm not afraid of the spirits. I'm afraid of people. Mm -hmm. And ants. I'm, I'm afraid of ants. <laughs> yeah, they're creepy little guys, huh? Right, they are. They are. <laughs> so yeah, that's about it for me. How about you? Um, I don't. I don't know that I, if it's an if it's a question no one's asked. I don't know if I want to even answer it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a scary question. No, I, I I've actually this is. I actually was off of social media for a little mm -hmm. over a year. I just came back on for this. Um, but uh, yeah, I, this was the first time I shared something that I haven't really talked about outside of like my sister who was there and saw it happen. So that, that was something that was a little difficult to do, mm -hmm. I guess would be to kind of go along your, it wasn't that it was a question, but we, we just like spoke about it recently. And that was hard because I got her side of it that I hadn't gotten since the first day it happened. And I learned some things that really kind of freaked me out. And I've been questioning that right. incident ever since. So yeah, that's why I joked and said, it would probably be a question I don't want to answer. Because when I went into that, I realized, oh my God, I got more knowledge that 
I didn't know existed. And now I'm afraid of what actually happened during that right. moment to be very vague. Obviously, yeah. I'm being so stupid. Uh, vague. <laughs> absolutely. But to touch on that, because I think that, that does connect to something that a lot of people experience. Mm -hmm. If you see something, if you hear something and you're not sure that anybody else did, a lot of times we can tend to keep that very private to us because we don't want anybody to think we're crazy. Right. But uh, I think it's important to give people that opportunity to talk to them because you may find that they have had a similar experience or they even saw what you saw. Um, and at the end of the day, if they do end up thinking you're a little nuts, hey, we're all a little bit nuts. That's all right. Well, and let's be real. Um, this is becoming more mainstream. They've just declassified UFOs. Right. So we know now know that that exists. Right. What's to say that the spirit world or interdimensional worlds don't exist? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of theories out there. There, you know, there, there's the fringe theories and things like that. There, there's so many different things that are out there there's no way we could possibly know it all. And we are so at the infant stages of understanding physics. Yep. Like even our most brilliant minds out there that understand physics say we are still very much in the beginning. There's so much more that we can't understand because our brains just can't quantify that what, what that what that would be. So who's to say all of this could be real, all of it could be fake, but it's fun to try to find out. Exactly. Absolutely. I think the one thing we can definitively say is there are things happening that we do not understand. <laughs> so, and, and that's where all those possibilities show up. Are, are we talking about um, another dimension intersecting with ours? Are we talking about a realm beyond death? What are we talking about when we say these paranormal things are happening? Because right. there are an infinite number of possibilities, realistically. Right. And, exactly. and when we talk about stuff on our podcast, you know, we don't say everything's paranormal and paranormal doesn't have to be just a ghost or a UFO. It's anything that's not normal that you can't explain. Right. Precisely. If, if something goes bump in the night and there's no reason for that thing to go bump in the night, what is that? That's paranormal. We can't explain it. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to understand about the paranormal society is it's not just a bunch of weird guys going out in the desert in the middle of the night trying to find spooky things. I mean, it's that too. <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure out the world. What's going on in the world that creates these things that nobody else is asking questions about? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I really couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you. You asked me a question a little bit earlier that I'd, I'd love to ask you guys as well. Um, what was that formula, formulative experience you had? that uh, made you decide this is what you want to do? Uh, well, for me, um, you know, I've always done this in the background. So I've always had other jobs and everything, and, and I still do. Um, but my initial experiences, I lived back East in Pennsylvania um, for a long time. And I lived in a house that we've talked about in our podcast. It, it's about 200 years old. Um, and we had residual hauntings. We had intelligent hauntings. Um, we weren't far from places like Gettysburg, so we would visit Gettysburg. Um, Gettysburg, I've been to in broad daylight, and we're hearing cannon fire go off. There's no active cannons. You know, we're you, you hear gunfire still, and there's nothing going on. Um, I've had things go through my houses. I've had witnesses to it. Just so many unexplainable things that just made me start to think there's more out there than what the normal people are really understanding. Mm -hmm. And for some reason it's showing itself to me and I want to know more. Yeah. 
So how are you? I actually, so my experience, well, I didn't get into it or want to get into it until I was like older, like a teenager, but I had my first experience when I was five and that scared me away from it for all that time because I, I saw a full body apparition and she was waving at me. <laughs> so it was, it was terrifying. And we talk about it because I was thinking about it now as an adult and like clear head. And I'm going, what if she was literally just waving to me? And that's why I no longer saw stuff because I shut it down. I don't terrified from it. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it was later when, um, I was getting, I actually got a little, when, <laughs> when I was in high school, I got a little bit into witchcraft and stuff like that. And that's kind of what led me into this, the, the darker stuff and looking up supernatural things. And I was always into ghosts. The, the one photo that sticks into my mind that I remember seeing at a library was the image of the brown lady. I don't know if you know that one, but it's like, yeah, full body apparition mm -hmm. coming down the stairs. That one has stuck with me my entire life. And I actually think that that photo is what I could put and say that why I wanted to figure it out because that photo was from I don't even remember the, the the date but it was like early photography yeah and you shouldn't have been able to capture something like that <laughs> so that stuck with me and then um I think the the experiences of course with my sister afterward was really like you know I know we messed up but we were getting things that it's like this is not normal I need yeah. to find out what's going on we need to investigate more because this is interesting and we're getting voices and they're talking to us and what is going on yeah so yeah that that really got me into it for sure it's, it's like you said you know you have to question everything mm -hmm. you know question everything that's happening question every sound you know be aware and the more you're in tune with your surroundings put your phone down and start listening to things yeah. you you start to see things happening and and, and you open up to things that you might not have been open to before. Yeah. And I think that's, that's cool. So. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, like I said, I, I think uh, there's no way I could put it better than how you've already put it. You guys have a very great connection, I think. And, and we have some similar thoughts on things. So absolutely. I really can't wait to spend some more time with you at some point. Absolutely. absolutely. So what, what's that website again, Nick? Tell me that website where they can get tickets. <laughs> so that's going to be hauntedboulderCity.com. And uh, something that I didn't mention earlier, if you wanted to come and see the show that we have in town, that is going to be creepyvegas.com. Now that one, you do have to be 21 or older to come because we are hosting that inside of the number one fandom and cosplay bar here. And that is the Millennium Fandom. And nice. it's a nice. fantastic place. <laughs> nice. We actually have not gone there yet, but have, we've been wanting to. So yeah. that's cool. We'll just have to come visit you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on down because uh, they regularly have very amazing events. Uh, you'll see people in full costume. And I'm talking movie replica quality stuff. Oh. Wow. And uh, at our Creepy Vegas show, it's a little bit different than our walking tour. You see, we have the opportunity to bring items with us real haunted items charmed items that okay. you can touch if you dare oh <laughs> i don't know there's certain things i won't mess with if you've been have you been to zach's haunted museum yet yes absolutely mm -hmm. there's certain things in there that i'm like nope i don't even need to be in this room anymore it's calling <laughs> yeah. me there, there's one room that uh, if i never end up in again uh, that'd be just fine <laughs> is it the dick room 
Yes, that is yeah. absolutely. That, that's uh, the one uh, I have. To as soon as I walked, yeah. As soon as I stepped across the threshold, I actually started pouring sweat. Mm -hmm. um, I started they pointed out the offering call. box. It, it, it was, you could hear the voices. There's like voice. It, I don't know. Like, and I was saying, I'm like, are you guys hearing things? And they're like, no. And then I felt myself getting drawn into that thing. It's scary. Oh yeah. yeah. There, there's some things that uh, even as passionate as I am about it, and I, and I would love to know, there are certain things that I feel perhaps we should leave be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nick. Yeah. You have no idea how, how yeah. accurate you are. I've been saying this. I'm like, something should not be available for public viewing. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Probably just leave that in a hole somewhere buried thousands of years so you know people can't ever can't find it. Because the fear is like, what if the, the wrong person touches mm -hmm. it or gets access to it? Like, yeah, absolutely. And you just don't know what you're messing with. Exactly right. There's so much energy there and it has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. and, well, and the thing too is like when you, when you talk about like something like the Dybbuk box, there's so much energy there because somebody had an experience with a negative spirit decided to create this box to lure it in and lock it in. <laughs> That's a lot of manifestations happening that you're, you're creating a lot just doing that. That's, oh, that's scary. Yeah, and then you think about that this entity that was sealed into this container. Imagine spending years and years locked away away from everybody. Well, how the types of things, exactly. I mean, it, it, it absolutely baffles me to think that this thing is sitting out in the open where people can see and interact with it because with the chance that something goes wrong is not something I would personally take. It's just right. not. I yeah. Exactly. I, I I definitely don't think that room should even be opened up, or <laughs> that should even be there. To be honest with you. Yeah, like they should do like they do with the doll. You know, mm -hmm. just keep it away where you can view it. But like, I just I feel like people can get too close to it. Mm -hmm. Too too yes. close. Yes. Yeah. Who knows what's slowly seeping out of there? <laughs> For sure. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, not not to get too much into it, but they they did point out some things that suggest that perhaps there is some energy uh leaking from that area so oh yeah yeah. Uh -huh. yeah you can tell when you walk in there it's a completely different feeling walking into that room we, we talk about the haunted mansion uh quite a bit and uh it's yeah. museum excuse me <laughs> and uh it, it's funny because i always imagine uh ghostbusters when they let all the ghosts out <laughs> that's gonna happen at the haunted museum when they're just gonna see pouring out of those roof it's like oh god this is scary you shouldn't have this here at all <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, understand the sentiment. There, there are some very, very dark things there. I mean, uh, I, I'm a very macabre individual. I really uh, find myself drawn to those types of things. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and um, even for me, there are some uh, items there. There are some things that are set up that, uh, even with how I feel about these types of things. Perhaps it would be best if they weren't set up in the way they were. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think you really need to. People need to, um, even though they're interested in it in all the paranormal, they need to really give it the respect that it's due. Right. You know, precisely. Um, just like anything, you, know, you I, like you don't go into the ocean and not respect the ocean. You don't go into the paranormal world and not respect the paranormal world. You know, because mm -hmm. you don't know what you're messing with. It's just exactly. like the ocean. You don't know what's underneath you. You don't mess with it. Yeah. So it's a lot of the same uh, same theories.
There is uh, one other thing I'd, I'd really like to touch on, if that's all right with you. Go for it. Absolutely. So mental health is a very serious thing to me, very, very much so. Uh, at the end of all the streams I'm on, I really do encourage everybody, if you have something happening in your life, no matter what it is, reach out to somebody, your friends, your family. If you can't reach out to them, there are helplines available. They're 24-7. They're free. They're not going to judge you. They're going to hear what's Absolutely. happening and they are going to do their best to present some of the options that you have available. And there are always options available. Something I want to remind everybody is the people in your life would much rather hear about what's happening in your life than find out that something has happened to you. Right. So please don't wait for it to get that bad. Yeah. Mental health is a lot like brushing your teeth. You take care of it every day. It's, it's a little bit easier mm -hmm. and 100%. there is, absolutely no shame in asking for help we all no. need help sometimes absolutely i uh myself had a very uh very difficult struggle um when uh, everything closed down i i fell into a very deep depression uh to the point where i i wouldn't even get up and move wow and uh it, it took a lot of time and a lot of recentering to get myself back where i needed to be absolutely so please please yeah, I Take mean, take care it, of yourselves. Reach out to your friends and family and find out how they're doing. One hundred percent. I mean, thank it, you. Yeah, yeah thank we, you for saying that, Nick. It. Because I, I, I agree with that. We had our struggles as well during the shutdown, and you know, had had to actually find help and and got through it. But yeah, it absolutely. Please speak up. Don't don't keep that stuff in. Absolutely, Nick. You're a good guy. I, I feel like we're kinship now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I hope that uh, when we meet again, that we can call each other friends, because I certainly think you're wonderful people. I, th I you think I think awesome. you're my friend right now, Nick. Yep. So that you're, you're, you're a bigger friend than most people that I have. So uh, you're, <laughs> you're a good friend. And I can't wait to meet you in real life. Yep. We're gonna make it Absolutely. happen. All right. Well, we will yeah. not take up any more of your time. Thank you oh, so no, much. You're not taking and, uh, up my time. <laughs> you are helping me spend a wonderful time. So thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, this is this has been wonderful yeah. for us. It's been very fun. So you know, thank you so and much. Maybe if if you don't mind in, in the future, maybe we'll reach out for some other stuff. And if you've got any experiences that happen along the way, let us know. Mm -hmm. And, and then we can talk about it on the podcast. That'd be yeah. amazing. I'd be more than happy to. Uh anytime you need anything, please reach out. I'd be happy to help you with whatever you have going on. We'll do. That's wonderful. All Thank right. you so much, Nick. And we'll reach out soon. We're probably going to come do that Vegas tour yeah. and then yeah, probably. <laughs> come take you out to dinner or lunch or something. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Well, Nick, it was super nice talking to you. Thank you for taking your time. Thank and you. we will definitely be reaching out to you again in the future. And anything else that you've got going on uh, in, in the paranormal world, if you just want to talk, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you again. We'll, we'll promote anything you've got because you are awesome. <laughs> Oh, no, no. You guys are awesome. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help you guys out, whatever be, please reach out and never be afraid to, to tell me if you've got something going on. Because to me, uh, that's that's what life is about, helping Absolutely. each other out and moving forward. So Absolutely. anything at all, reach out. All right, Nick. Same, same goes. Well. Yeah, yeah, same for you. Well. well how, hey, happy Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy Labor Day. Have a good weekend. You as well. Take care, All right. folks. Thank All right. You so much, See you later. Bye, Nick. Have a good night or good day. <laughs> yep. Later. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye. All right, weirdos. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of... Yes.
Baronormal. We hope you enjoyed. Yes. Be sure to check out hauntedbouldercity.com. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Support Boulder City by going to that tour. Say hi to Nick Weird for us. We love that man. Super cool guy. Just the coolest dude. You will not be disappointed. We are reserving our time for the last night of the tour, October 29th. So if anyone wants to go on that tour with us, please come. Yeah, the we'd more love to talk merrier. to you. We'd love to meet all of you. But yes, please support them. And then also, please support us. Yeah. We'd love to hear your stories, your thoughts, your ideas, whatever you want to talk about. Please send it to BarrowNormalPodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. All right. And then please follow us on social medias. All we the have social them. medias. Oh, all, my God. All the two that we can handle right now. <laughs> That's a lot. We've got the Facebook and the Instagram, and it's both Barrow Normal Podcast. Please follow us. And if you like what you're listening to, please like this episode. Follow us on whatever you're listening to. I don't know what you're listening to us through, but you know what? Just love on <laughs> us. We love the love. All right, weirdos, because we love you. Love you. <laughs> love you so much. Oh my gosh, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I really do, guys. Aww, I love you so much. We do love you. This is getting really weird. They're probably like, we are weirdos, though. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, weirdos.